You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. with your host, Sean Joshi. Hey guys, it's Sean Joshi. Welcome to Fanatics. You know what I want you to do this week, Mark Saratella? I want you to assault this week the same way Nicolas Cage assaults karaoke bars in Koreatown. Here's Nicolas Cage, who has, for the last three nights, been singing Purple Rain <laughs> in LA's own Koreatown. Time we all reach out for something new. That means you too. Yeah. You say you want a leader, but you can't even make up your mind. This is definitely the sexiest version of the song. Well, I think you better close it. Yeah, without doubt. Don't let me guide you. Would you the purple ring? Purple ring. Purple ring. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a, another performance, by the way. Now we've started another performance on another night. This one's more subdued. <laughs> How amazing is that, you know? It should also be mentioned that... Uh, <laughs> He just recently is trying to annul his marriage of four days. So I think oh Nick is going God. through some shit, man. I think you can take think out of that sentence. <laughs> I went to a karaoke on accident the other day on the Sunset Strip on Rock and Riley. It's like the entire place is stacked with X-Men. And I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. It's like Hollywood and everyone is so talented. It's ridiculous. Everyone in there is like an A-plus level singer. Yeah. Like they could be on The Voice or American Idol. Just crushing Mariah Carey, crushing Celine Dion. They hand the fucking mic to the bar back. Bar back fucking crushes. <laughs> Dude, and it was actually kind of like sad. You know yeah, what I mean? Of course. Because you have like, it, you have all these talented people and it's like, Clearly, they can't do anything with it because yeah. there's so many talented people. It was yeah. like going to an open mic where everybody crushes. Yeah. You know, like going to an open mic and it was like Chappelle, CK, you know what I mean? Yeah, All but back everyone. Back to back to back to back to back. It was but everyone's crazy. doing someone else's material. That's, yeah. that's what's going on. Is you got to write your own songs. That is true. Yeah. Perhaps that's what the separation is. It's like Sam Elliott, you know, growls. Or like Bradley Cooper tells Sam Elliott, he goes, you just couldn't write those songs. He goes, you took my voice. He goes, yeah, but I knew how to. I had something to say with it. You know what I mean? That's in the Lady Gaga movie. That's in the Lady Gaga movie, which is the most manly movie of all fucking time. Is it? Yeah. Now, I saw. I saw the scene where he pissed. His, I. I was smoking weed at the time. Are you happy in this modern world? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore, Mark Zerto? It is. It is. <laughs> but I was smoking weed at the time. I haven't since. But the the. the you know, you ever take like a hit of weed and you become like cynical of everything that you watch? Like yeah. I watch that movie. I know you don't smoke anymore because you say take a hit of weed. Okay, grandpa. No, <laughs> you guys, but you guys smoking a reefer? <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, 
I was like, when I saw it, I was really cynical of it. I just, I just didn't like it. I didn't yeah. like, I, I only, I didn't like the movie. I was like, this is just, it seemed very dramatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did? The movie. Oh, it was. It was ridiculous. The first half is great. The second half is ridiculous. I mean, the pit, the pissing his pants scene is, is stupid. It's like it's stupid. You, you can't end an Oscar-winning movie the way Zoolander starts. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no one would have let Zoolander. it get... yeah. Welcome, Aaron Weaver. He's supposed to be on our NBA oh, man. segment. Totally, he's gonna totally. Sit Zoolander? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so... Nicholas Cage yeah. is currently losing his fucking mind. Oh, you missed Nicholas Cage singing oh. Purple Rain in Koreatown. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Do you want to hear it real quick? Yes, I would we're love to. Fill in, uh, we're going to fill in Mr. Aaron Weaver real quick. Just a snippet because it's really angry and, and rage-filled. Get ready. Woo! Purple Rain. Purple Rain. He's like rating up, like you two right there. You better fucking love this shit. Yeah. This is this on the streets in Koreatown, just Nicolas Cage. Yeah, walking around. This is like someone's cell no, phone. No, no, no. He's going to like he's been to like three karaoke bars in the last two days, just angrily oh. singing "Purple Rain" the entire time. <laughs> and he's like trying to annul his marriage of four days and shit. You know what oh, I mean? Oh man. Yeah, and I just found out this week. I guess uh, John Belushi died. Uh, John, not, Belushi died? John Belushi died. <laughs> oh, man, I'm <laughs> missing out on the news. <laughs> they have new details of John Belushi's death. Basically, you can just die in L.A. and it'll be public now. You know, like Nicolas Cage is probably on some rager. Like a bombshell new book from Sean Levy it recounts the tragic final hours of comedian John Belushi in '82 uh, in the castle 82. on on the castle on Sunset. Levy traces Belushi's final days inside his Chateau Marmont bungalow, where he stayed during the last few weeks of his life. According to Levy, Robert De Niro and Robin Williams were among the last people to see Belushi alive, as both actors allegedly stopped by the bungalow in the early hours of March 5th to snort, quote-unquote, a few lines of cocaine. Uh, Levy's book goes on to claim the next morning De Niro called the hotel repeatedly in an attempt to contact Belushi, and when he finally learned the beloved comedian had passed away, he dropped the phone crying. You know what I take most from that sentence? What? How is Jim Belushi a comedian, but Robin Williams is an actor? You know uh, what I mean? Like well, I would consider Belushi an actor, and Robin Williams a comedian. Ooh, that's a good point. You yeah. know, like Belushi never did stand up. That's true. You know, this is but like, he was known as a comedy only. Yeah, comedy only actor. Robin Williams did Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, but this is in 1982. <laughs> right. At this but point, Robin knew. Williams had done Mork and Mindy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I like about that? That you took away that you were offended. <laughs> <laughs> I just love this idea of I, I, Bob De Niro blowing up lines with Robin Williams. Wait, and Belushi it, at the what's Chateau. new about this information? I didn't know that. I knew about that shit. Did you know it was Bob De Niro and... and well, uh, Bob told me. Bob told you yeah. when you guys were at Spago? I thought everyone knew that. Yeah, but there's also, you know, when De Niro's call the next day, it wasn't to check on him. He's like, "You think I could get a couple more?" <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm really good. That's probably why he cried. <laughs> he's yeah, like, "No that. coke for me." But yeah. so oh. apparently that night, De Niro was trying to get Belushi out for a night on the Sunset Strip, and he just wanted to lock himself in and do cocaine. Oh man, dude, I want to party with 1982 De Niro on the fucking Sunset Strip. But the other he thing might be w- dead. The, w- the other thing about this, on this visit, De Niro had been joined for a time by his young son and adolescent daughter. Uh, and took them to a party where they encountered Belushi snorting such quantities of cocaine and heroin that he had to excuse himself and find a place to vomit. You know what I mean? Wow. I wonder if he said excuse me, because that's very polite. <laughs> excuse yeah, me. Excuse me. You know, excuse me, guys. Vomit. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of vomiting, uh, 
I think that was the reaction most Giants fans had to taking Daniel Jones <laughs> in the sixth pick of the first round. Here's a Giants fan losing his fucking mind. No! Just so you know, ESPN rated Daniel Jones as a zero-star recruit. Why would you do that? You're so fucking stupid! Gentlemen, what are you doing? What are you doing? Between Haskins, there you have Josh Allen. Josh Allen's gonna be in a gold jacket. Josh Allen's gonna get a gold jacket. And then here's here's actually the entire fans, lest you think it was just one fan. Here's the collective Giants uh, diaspora, let's say, at the at the MetLife Stadium. In the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Daniel Jones. Oh! It's like they just found out like we're detaining kids down on the border by themselves <laughs> and putting three-year-old infants in, in through immigration courts with no representation. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. you know what happened last time uh, New York reacted this way to a draft pick? They had Chris Stapp's Chris motherfucking, motherfucking Porzingis. Porzingis. Right. He's probably a fucking legend. So, yeah, the draft was actually super interesting, as noted as much by the failures as, as its successes. After trading OB, OBJ, they essentially got Daniel Jones, who many had graded as maybe a second or third day draft pick, drafted number six, you know, after sending out the beloved uh, OBJ. So Gettleman basically has tied his entire draft future or his entire uh, future there in New York to this one kid, Daniel Jones. Um, speaking of people who dropped, though, the biggest one would be Dwayne Haskins. Dude, and if I am a Giants fan and I'm watching these Dwayne Haskins videos and how pissed he looks and how yeah. righteous he looks, I think this guy is about to unleash a holy fucking a terror dude. on the NFL. The guy threw 50 fucking touchdowns at Ohio State last year in one year. Did he really? Yeah, Daniel wow. Jones threw 52 touchdowns in his entire Duke motherfucking career. Two dude. different programs, wow. though, Two in, different programs. in his defense. Two different programs. Look at you with the reasonable comments, Mark Saratella. I, I would have picked this kid, though. I would have picked yeah. Haskins. So I, I, no, but, you know, I work as a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Dwayne Haskins uh, on, on being drafted by the Redskins. Dwayne, congratulations on being selected by the Redskins. I know you waited longer than you would have liked, but what does this moment feel like compared to your expectations? To be honest... I'm more motivated now than ever. Uh, There's a bigger chip on my shoulder. Lee done messed up, and uh, I'm just blessed by God, blessed by my family. I'm right down the street, so we're going to do it right this time. So it's crazy. <laughs> he has it in yet. He 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 just 30 yeah, minutes from where you're standing right yeah. now. You should see when, when they drafted <laughs> Daniel Jones, they had a camera on Dwayne Haskins, and he started laughing. Wow. Like started fucking laughing. This kind of reminds me of remember when De'Aaron or Lonzo Ball got drafted before De'Aaron Fox, and De'Aaron Fox went out of his way that entire summer to shade Lonzo Ball to the point where they wouldn't even play uh, Le or whatever Ball kid against De'Aaron in the summer league games because they were so afraid that he would get his like psyche just reduced. Yeah, and know? he beat him. He beat him in the tournament. He's a better player than him. He's in college. a better player in college. Better, better player in the NBA. A better player in the NBA. I still don't know what fucking those doesn't guys have a lunatic thinking. bipolar father. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they, that was just clearly a bad pick. I'm so surprised Magic took that pick because Magic knows about leadership and what personality does. So not taking De'Aaron Fox was so just. Well, everything Magic did in his tenure was trash, and apparently the reason <laughs> the reason that he got all butthurt and quit like that is because he got a CC'd on an internal Lakers email where oh, everyone was talking, talking about yeah. how Magic was all fucking trash and shit. Yeah, but he got LeBron. Yeah, he so did I, get love, LeBron. I love I love Magic. He did get he, he did yeah. get LeBron. He did yeah. get LeBron. But uh, yeah, so. So the Giants are just completely fucked in the anus. They have it seems like no plan going forward. The Redskins all of a sudden have a crowded quarterback room and the Arizona Cardinals drafting two two quarterbacks with their first pick back to back after trading up for Josh Rosen last year who is now in Miami. So it'll be very interesting next year to see how the quarterback carousel yeah. plays out. If I'm Josh Rosen though, like you know the thing that's going to happen to Josh Rosen is next year's QB class is really good. So he's got to win five or six games there by himself, you know? But he needs that Dwayne Haskins, that bite, that kind yeah. of anger, like that resentment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like You said I, that uh, the Giants were fucked in the anus. I thought they were doing poorly. <laughs> oh, so you're saying that's a good thing. You're saying that's a good thing. I love that Haskins fire, though. Like, yeah. one of my favorite draft stories is, uh, you know, so that first pick with the Colts. It was going to be between Ryan Leaf or uh, oh my god or Peyton Manning and oh, really yeah. it was it was really right up there with both of them right and Peyton walks in the draft room and he goes I'm just going to tell you one thing if you don't draft me number one I'm going to come back here every year and kick you all asses you know what <laughs> I mean which is great but also shows a fundamental misunderstanding of NFL scheduling because it's really rare that they played every year unless you would get drafted to the AFC right. East That's at why, the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's why there was a debate about drafting him. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah. And, of course, my, my favorite draft day, uh, draft day storyline is always the Raiders. It doesn't fucking matter who's in charge of the Raiders. Speaking of lunatic bipolar fathers, they will make lunatic bipolar picks. They took Cleland Farrell at number four, who was mocked at the back half of the, like, the back five to ten picks. They took him at number fucking four. You know, this is after trading Khalil Mack, who single-handedly, I think, had more sacks than their entire team last year. Okay, so, so John, make me understand John Green this. doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Make me understand this. Yeah. I, I read that Raiders fans were upset, and I wasn't really getting why, because they took an edge rusher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're preparing for Las Vegas. Yeah. They want the team to be in prime time, prime sure. physical but shape. But they, pa- they pass they pass on the best edge rusher in the draft who's Josh Allen, whose metrics and measurables okay. and sack production are off the floor. So, they so this the was this, guy. this was the strongest defensive line class maybe in our lifetimes. Right. You know what I mean? That's how stacked this defensive line class was. So there was a better pick. You see there's a better player. There was player. four better picks. Was there? Okay, so that yeah. was the actual on Clemson. So <laughs> you that know was, what I mean? So that, that was he the should have been problem. the third or fourth guy taken okay, on Clemson. Yeah, that, you know I, I think mean? I saw that, but I didn't. I wasn't. And it's ca- hilarious because like yeah. all all four of their day one picks or day one day two picks are all they all played in the national championship game. It's like John Gruden watched mm. one game. He's like, I want those guys. Toughness, grit. I want those guys. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's what we ended up with. But, uh, yeah, this reminds me of when they took Darius Hayward Bay with the seventh pick just because he was super fucking fast. Right. You know what I mean? And he was off the team three days, three years later. Yeah, he went to the Cowboys for a minute. He was pretty good there, actually. Yeah, he he had went like, to the Colts good. for a hot second. He had no hands. He was no. like the black guy from the replacements. All speed all day, no fucking hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, of course, when they spent a first-round pick on Seabass, you know, the kicker from Florida State <laughs> at the yeah. time. A first-round pick on a kicker. Who Jenny, did that? The Raiders? The motherfucking Raiders. God. But he wound up being there forever. Seabass was there fucking forever. Yeah. I love Seabass. Yeah. You know? He actually just retired. Seabass did. Yeah. 
which means he was the second. Um, Seabass was the. That was his real name. No, his name was Sebastian Janikowski. Oh, okay. But Seabass is like his. Uh, <laughs> poor, yeah. <laughs> and, and he's just like he's just legendary. Like Damn, he I'm, sounds I'm cool. Pretty, so. I'm pretty sure he got. Uh, I'm pretty sure he got. Um, I'm not an NFL fan. So. Yeah. He got arrested for slipping a girl GHB. Yeah, something like that. And then he was partying what? before the national championship yeah. game. It was like some crazy shit like that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, he had a problem. Yeah, but Seabass, uh, he was drafted in 2002. He was the last player from the 02 draft uh, to be playing, except for one other player. Do you guys know? Tommy, let's get a quick quiz game show sound. Yeah. Why do you think... Who do you think was the la- is now the last player from the O2 draft in the league? Ooh. Oh, a football draft? Yeah. It's got to be a There's kicker. There's one player left. For it's got to be a kicker. Ever, football or a punter. I don't know any punters. Uh, yeah, kicker. So Jason who who Hansen? is who is the kicker for the Colts? Who is, is Vinatieri still in the league? Vinatieri still in the league. So is it Vinatieri? No, Vinatieri was drafted before O2. Because Vinatieri is from like the 99, before right? O2. Yeah. There's Holy one shit. player left from the O2 draft. From the O2? You guys are going to feel so dumb. Okay, okay. Don't, don't. Eli Manning. Okay. Uh, okay. Wait. Hold on. If you're, uh, if it's in, hold on. Don't tell us. Stop. Brady. It's Tommy Brady. Oh. oh, is it? It's that Tom Motherfucking sense. Brady, aka uh. the worst player in the history of any sport. Not even just football. <laughs> you take going back to that Mayan shit where they used to decapitate motherfuckers if you didn't win. Yeah. You know, yeah. going back to that shit. Worst football player. It's a team sport, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so the team has just lifted him up. Yeah, it's been the entire team. Uh, this <laughs> is what I've been telling people. It's been the free safety. Exactly. Yeah, the fucking punter, the yeah. Belichick. Belichick traded up to get a punter, by the way. His nickname is essentially, it's the Gatorade bucket. Because <laughs> people are just carrying him around on their shoulders. <laughs> and I they pour it. him on the I coach. I love it. We're going to yeah. start yeah. calling him the bucket. <laughs> but here's Todd McShay talking about how, uh, how the Patriots are done. And so is Tom Brady. I love this. Uh, excuse me if I get a hard on in the next 30 seconds or something. Please don't. Happens. <laughs> How about don't do that? Play the why clip. you feel that way? I, th- I mean, they're going to win the AFC East. I, oh, I believe okay. that. Oh, but, okay. bold. but for the first time ever, I, I watched Tom Brady towards the end of last season oh, and started to see a, a little bit of a decline. Oh, yes, that was the first time ever. And I, you know, I've listened to people say, I can remember they, they got, he threw five <laughs> picks against the Chiefs years ago and everyone's like, it's over. You know, it was and, over. and that was a joke. And a few years ago, everyone's like, ah, you know, it, it, the, the run is done. But Gronkowski, and I know they've won games and playoff games without him, but Gronkowski was, was the guy for Brady. Brady has started to decline a little bit. I mean, you look at the numbers, and they're, they're still really good, and most teams would love to have it. But, you know, I, I see a little bit of a decline in him, and they lost Trey Flowers. They lost a lot of good players in the offseason. So, for the first time ever, I look at this Patriots team, and say, you know, I, I don't, I don't expect him to win the Super Bowl, and I don't. Yeah, goddamn right. He looked like he was being threatened there, like someone had a gun to his back. He didn't. He was like stumbling and nervous there, right? Was that Haskins? That? Like, finally, the reign of terror will be. Fi- it was Haskins behind. Yeah, totally. He looked nervous. The reign of terror. This is like, if they don't win this year or make it to the Super Bowl, it's gonna be like when fucking Thanos finally got banished. It'll just be so goddamn happy. You know what I mean? But no, uh, I don't, speaking but of, was that a spoiler? Yeah, spoiler. If you haven't seen it by now, I haven't. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? You should have seen it by now if you care. And if you haven't seen it, you don't care. You know what I mean? That's but, that's uh, pretty black and white. Pretty. Oh yeah. You know, Michael Jackson hit me. But um. 
But yeah, not everybody, you know, was happy with the draft. Giants fans, obviously. One Giants fan in particular, perhaps you guys may have heard of, George R.R. Martin, who's a huge Giants fan, what? took his time off of not writing R -R? Uh, the finishing parts of Game of Thrones and had posted this to his, uh, to his blog. He said, Daniel Jones from Duke at number six? Yes, they need a young quarterback to groom as Eli's successor, but Dwayne Haskins was right there. Why not him? I don't follow college ball, but by every measurable, Haskins is way better than Jones. Jones threw 52 TDs in three years at Duke. Uh, Haskins threw 50 in one year at Ohio State. Same mind. George R. Martin, Sean Joshi, great minds. Uh, within fewer interceptions <laughs> against much tougher opposition. Dave Gettleman must have seen something in Jones that no one else could see, but even if you accept that, taking him at six seems insane. He would have been there at 17. Why not take Josh Allen or one of the other defensive studs at 6 and Jones at 17? Makes much more sense. Who else was going to nab him? The Skins? The Skins preferred Haskins. That was common knowledge. Everyone in the world except the G-Men preferred Haskins so far as I can see. Whew. Dude, beautiful writing. That is great. That's beautiful. And it's also better analysis than ESPN or anything. If I was them, yeah. I would hire George R.R. R. Martin to sit there in the suspenders next to fucking Kuiper and McShay and shit. That would be great. I would tune in for that totally. shit. That would be you know what I mean? Should have yeah. drafted John Snow. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have the height. At number you know eight. That, right? Yeah, oh. totally. And he didn't have, have the measurables at the combine. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, did you see his 40 time in uh, The John Long Snow. Night? When he was running towards the Knights King, oh, how yeah. fucking slow is this guy? Like, that was literally my comment is, yo, Jon Snow needs to work on his fucking 40 uh, He's carrying a sword, though. Yeah. He's <laughs> probably just a butter knife. <laughs> but uh, on right. him, it looks like a sword. Dude, and the Knights King, such a pussy, the Knights King. You know what I mean? Dude, he, he wouldn't face any him. of that shit. He didn't want it. He didn't want that smoke. Man. He didn't fucking well, want he, it, He dude. was going to kill Bran. He was ducking him. He was like he was like Floyd ducking Manny this in his prime years. This whole show is spoiled. You know what, was he going to I'm sorry. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones right now, you don't give no, a shit. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones. What was he? He, he was going to Bran. Was he going to kill him? Who? The Night King. King. Yeah, well, he's going to kill Bran. Or abduct him? What was he going to yeah, do? he's going to kill him. There's been... Yeah, he's going to kill him. There's been... <laughs> or suck his dick. <laughs> 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 I want to see if it still works. Yeah. <laughs> And what what is what is Bran? Is Bran? Yo, can you keep the the minute notes, by the way, please? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what is Bran? Is Bran the internet? Like what is Bran that? is Game of Thrones? What's internet. his role? I think he uh, I think internet. he warged into X videos and Pornhub and was beaten off that whole fucking yeah, what time. Was he Cause like, okay. what the fuck was he doing? And let what me, was he doing? Let me also say this. You know, I hate the whole culture of you go online and you pick everything up apart. You're right. Like, oh, it should have been this. It should have been that. But just actually flat out, The Long Night was not a good episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, I loved it. But the, what was whoa, the director? Whoa. The direction just was boom. terrible. The lighting was terrible. It had great moments. The lighting was terrible. It had great moments. It had moments of emotional payoff. And I was cheering at the end as loud as anybody. But that's because of all, everything that these characters. <laughs> terrible episode. <Wow>. Everything. <laughs> Everything that these characters have been through. I thought the ending was great and it kind of redeemed the episode, but the actual nuts and bolts, the making of the actual episode, the execution of it, I don't think was all that great. You know, you couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. John and Danny, a lot of their decisions just didn't make fucking sense. You know what I mean? And you couldn't see anything. It was terrible. Yeah, you literally I mean, couldn't see anything. That was the worst part, the lighting. But everything else, you can you could pick any episode of anything apart. That's yeah, you can, yeah. but I just don't think it was I don't I don't think yeah. it was I don't think it was good. I don't think it was handled in the right way. For instance, we don't know any more about the Night King from yesterday to today. I yeah, know. he fizzled out. I mean, he, literally. Yeah, it seemed too easy. It's yeah, yeah it's it's just kind of like 
it's we didn't find out enough about it. The fan is a, a criticism I've seen out there, which I totally agree with. The fantasy elements of the show have not been handled well at all. They haven't been explained in any way. We don't know anything really about Bran or his powers. Or it's kind of really I don't think amorphous. We're supposed to know too much. And we don't know anything about the Night King's. Yeah, uh, I need a little more. Look, we don't think it. just a little bit more. We don't know anything. What about, do you want to know about the Night King? We don't know anything ask, about the ask, Night King's origin. Maybe George is yeah. listening. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we do. Dead. He's the guy that got a, the shit pushed in his heart. He's the first one. Yeah, but you know, well, the, you know, he's also he might be a Stark. They said. Yeah, the book actually handles it and it has great origin, a kind of a hint of an origin story with the Night King. Doesn't he have to be a Targaryen because the Dragonfire didn't kill him? Well, there's theories that he's either a Stark or a Targaryen. You know, maybe what I mean? both. You know, and the Dragonfire like thing could be because he's Targaryen, or it could be just because he can only be killed by Valerian steel and that right. stabbing and that mm. one. Spot. You know, what if he's both? What if he's Jon Snow's twin? Yeah, but Jon, Jon Snow both. isn't a Stark. He's oh. part Stark, part Targaryen. What if no Jon Snow blood? disappeared no, when Leanna he got Stark's killed? Kid. Yeah, he's the. Oh, you're right. You're right. He is yeah. Leanna Stark's kid. You're right. But what is? Wait a second. Okay, so the Night King. That's why he, he can only be stabbed in the, in the heart. In the book, in the book, they go up there, and this is shortly after Bran the Builder builds the wall. You know what I mean? And he's the Night King. is actually the uh, leader of the Night's Watch at the time, and he looks beyond the wall and he sees a beautiful woman with skin as pale as the moon Whoa. and blue eyes. And he's like, yo, I've been up here. I'm super horny on oh. this Night's Watch. I got to go beat them cheeks, right? So he goes down. <laughs> he goes down. <laughs> he goes down from the wall, and he goes in the woods, and he starts beating those pale-ass moon cheeks. What? Yeah. <laughs> the Night King Snow? was a f- And then he comes freak back. Freak like that. Yeah, and then he comes back, and... He is he uh, he makes his castle the head of whatever the Night's Watch is, and he slowly starts expanding his territory. And it's only through a uh, combination of alliance between the Starks, the Boltons, and the first king beyond the wall, Wildling, that they actually defeat him. And that's the origin story of of the Night King, who oh, they really? think who they think is a Stark because they, you know the Starks wrote the history, and they say they would publicize it if it was a Bolton or a Targaryen right. or somebody else. So they think it was a Stark. So the Night the King. One. Was essentially a fuckboy. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yes, the he Night King was carry a fuckboy. That energy, but I can see that now. You know, he kind of has that yeah. eye smile like a fuckboy. You know what I mean? He does. Uh, that he like does. lip bite energy. Yeah. And also a little bit Jim Halpert to him. A little bit of that <laughs> Jim Halpert, you know, camera reactions. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, that dragon has that Jim Halpert energy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Jim Halpert? From the office. Are you even like alive on this earth? Oh, the character. <laughs> Like, what do you mean, dude? But, uh, God, that sucks. He's got like, uh, no, his eyes are all fucked up just because he <laughs> fucked, uh, fucked a moon chick. Fuck a moon chick, dude. Damn. Wait, wouldn't that make That's a like, bad choice? Wouldn't like in, in a in an episode last year, we could have just gotten that for five minutes and then it would have been like he's getting back at humanity for destroying his love. And at yeah. least then it's like the very first day of creative English writing class, you learn for characters to have to have some kind of motivation. You know, otherwise Shakespeare's worst play is Titus Andronicus because the evil guy is just evil incarnate. There's no motivations to that. Maybe the Night you know King just saying? needed a Z pack. You think he caught something from this chick? He probably caught something from this chick. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm guessing. He got, I saw a few symptoms of having fucked an ice yeah, woman. He got like yeah. <laughs> he, got, he, got, he got blizzard herpes. You know what I mean? Yeah. He got the frosties. Cold. He got the frosties, son. You know what I mean? It doesn't burn, it gets freezing. Yeah, burn, yeah, that's like the grayscale, except for it just like spreads from your dick 
to the outside. Ooh, oh, right. man. You know what I mean? Cersei's yeah. got a fun Planned Parenthood. Oh, dude. Cer- oh, Cersei, by the way, is a bad bitch. You know, can I just say <laughs> George Bush, the third Cersei, you know what I mean? If this was real life, Cersei would win everything. She would work with the Russians and they manipulate the election and she would win, yeah. basically, is what would happen. You know? She'd mm. fall in the end. You think so? Yeah, the bad ones always conquer for a while. Well, also, my, my big complaint with the episode is they didn't kill enough people. So like yeah. after after the they ran out of material with the books, I noticed two things happened. The dialogue got worse in the yeah. show. The dialogue got worse, and they lost their balls. They lost their balls. They you lost know, their balls. Nobody that we care about that much died. And that was that was a big mistake. Like for in order for that to have even more emotional payoff, I think Brienne Tormund and Grey Worm had to go. I think yeah, I think Grey Jamie, Worm's still here. Jamie Graham. has shit. He has the to work out with Cersei. You know what I mean? Grey Worm the Dickless. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Okay, what well, we lost. Sir Jorah Mormont. Yeah, Sir Jorah of the friend zone. As we lost, yeah, the friend zone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we lost, we lost yeah. the little chick. The little chick who was great. She was I know. great. Mm. That, that was, was like death. that was the yeah. only one where you're like, oh. And we you lost, know what some, I mean? we lost someone else. Oh, the 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 uh, the red witch. But no one type. gives a shit about her. She's oh fine. yeah, no one. Yeah, she was dead. And the whole Dothraki thing was so stupid at the beginning. That was All crazy. That they just, nothing. Yeah, just like the, uh, the, no, that was cool looking. No, that, that was, looked cool as hell. Dude, was, that was like as the one minority in this room. Let me say. Yeah, that was like no, no, no. I never say shit like that. But let me just say this. Oh yes, you do all the time. That was like. That was like in the South Park movie, the original South Park movie, where it's Operation Black Shield, where they send all the black people against Canada first. Oh, if you remember yeah. South Park, yeah, or that, or that Matthew Broderick, okay. or from the a, Matthew... from a race perspective, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's like let's just genocide up. the entire fucking Dothraki. <laughs> hey, why would like, they doesn't make any there? sense? And why doesn't uh, the first move, Danny, just take her dragons and yeah. roast those motherfuckers? Yeah, Turn yeah, the totally. lights on at least. What yeah. are we looking at? Bad move. Yeah, Definitely light it up. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't make sense. Why was the trench behind the? Army. Why? You know I mean? No yeah. protection. Also, when did the Night King turn a storm from X Men? Like, what the fuck is <laughs> that? You know, this is what the the director of the lighting had to say. Which you're just wrong, Fabian Wagner. Um, this is from Enemy Magazine. However, as much of the episode was set at night, many viewers complained that they were unable to follow the action properly due to producers' intentional choice of lighting. They didn't shoot the action very well. Uh, Fabian, as well as to the lighting, Fabian Wagner, the episode's director of photography has responded to those complaints, suggesting viewers' TV setups could be to blame for the issue. Ooh. A lot of the problem is that a lot of people don't know how to tune their TVs properly, he told Wired. A lot of people also, unfortunately, watch it on small iPads, which in no way can do justice to a show anyway. Nobody watched that shit on iPads, Fabio. He continued to defend the battle, saying another look would have been wrong. Everything he wanted people to see is there. I feel like this is Dave Gettleman explaining his Daniel Jones draft pick at a presser. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just bad, dude. My TV was fine, but they should be watching it on multiple TVs. It's a huge episode. So I could see everything. The, uh, but yeah. so many people complained that there was something wrong, period. The, the Arya thing at the end I thought was great. Did you guys – did you did you like that Arya did or did you feel like Jon Snow had more of a relationship with the character? It should have been Jon Snow. No, it's perfect. I'm fine with her doing yeah. it. The move was kind of insane. and That was like the least believable thing of the whole show, fucking Night King. Why? She yeah. practiced it though. Did you see her practicing she it? She did it last in last season oh, did with she? Brienne. Yeah, yeah. she's practicing that. She was pra- yeah, dude, totally. and that's like that's the one thing I really loved about uh, about how they did it is she has the, when she first gets to Winterfell last year she has uh, she's watching Podrick and Brienne, Sir Brienne now, fighting each other, and this was before Podrick was a G, and Brienne just toasts him. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Night King toast that pale moon ass. You know what I'm saying? You know how- yeah. And like and <laughs> so Arya's like, let me try, and of course Brienne's like, whatever, little girl, and like. 
and Arya, you know, starts to whoop and she starts to get back and they have mutual respect. And the very last move that they do is Arya does the dagger transfer and she gets him at the same time Brienne gets her. You know what I'm saying? So okay. she used that same move on Brienne. So all you motherfuckers out there saying Game of Thrones stole this move from Ray. Daisy Ray from Star Wars because she does the same move in that shitty movie. Boo. I call it the Tom Brady of movies, the worst movie ever fucking made. <laughs> what is that shitty movie called? I don't even want to say its name. Force, uh, you sure? Because I don't know what you're talking the about. The Last Jedi. Okay. Last Jedi. She does that move there, and everyone's saying, oh, they sold off that. But no, Arya had actually practiced that move in a, in a season before. Which there are I people who are so complaining cool. that it's from Star Wars? Yeah, that the move is from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, which, <laughs> which I never thought I'd say this, but I'm not going to see the new Star Wars. I'm just not going to see. It's dead to me. You killed it. That Rise of Skywalker yeah. means nothing to me. You know, I think Marvel now, it's just the most expensive fran uh, fan fiction of all time. I think what Marvel is doing is amazing, and they just have all my everything. You have my heart, If Marvel. you noticed that that was from Star Wars and complained about it, I want you to shut down your computer. <laughs> I want you to walk to the bar and try to get some pussy. Do you know what I'm saying? You have a lot of time and a lot of complaining. Uh, like, I to move from Star Wars. You, know, uh, uh, you need to get laid more. Who's the, new, who's the new kid who was producing last week? You weren't here, Tommy. Adam. Adam. It was mm. Adam, right? And uh, great kid, right? And uh, and so I'm doing. Fucked his name up like 45 times. That's why I remember it. <laughs> I called him Alan like 29. So I'm like, oh, you know, I'm excited to see Avengers Endgame. You know, 21 movies. This is finally a cap, right? And we end it. And Adam comes up to me afterwards. He pulls his glasses up on his nose. He says, actually, uh, there are 22 movies in the Marvel <laughs> movie franchise. Wow. I was like, thanks, Adam. You wow. know what I mean? But I saw I loved it. Spoiler. I'm spoiling Endgame right now. I don't give a shit. If you haven't seen it, you should have seen it. Right Go ahead. Just skip ahead 15 seconds. But you know, like, on 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 that, uh, on that Arya Stark movie that people didn't notice? I haven't seen it. Dude, you were shitting on it last week how you didn't want yeah, to see it and shit. Yeah, I still want to see it. All right, walk out and come back. <laughs> I walk out for 30 either. seconds and come back. <laughs> All right, I need a water. All right, go get a water. Go get a water. So one thing, if you've seen Endgame, here's one thing I'm going to tell you that is just going to – you're going to enjoy the movie and all the Marvel movies even more. And, you know, that little Arya Stark detail is so great. Marvel did that basically on steroids. So Tony Stark uses uh, the Infinity Gauntlet at the end – to to uh, you know defeat Thanos and do the snap, causing a great amount of damage to his left arm. Okay, now yeah. I want you to go back and watch Iron Man movies or the movies that Iron Man is in. Tony Stark always complains about a pain in his left arm. He's like, my left arm is numb, my left arm hurts. Is this normal that I can't feel my left arm? And that is because that uh, snap from the Infinity Gauntlet reverberates through all of time, which means they had this plan. From the fucking get-go. You know, yeah. that that's how they're going to end it. I fucking love that. That's so amazing to me. I just came. I'm happy for you. I just, I'm released. <laughs> I'm supporting you. Yes. Okay, you guys can come back in now. I love how Aaron Weaver spent all last week shitting on the Avengers, and now he's like pacing back and forth nervously, not trying to get any fucking spoilers and shit. Yeah. I wasn't uh, pacing, bro. It was so good. It was the best peep of pop... It was the best piece of pop culture art ever made. Avengers was much better oh, than dude, the Long this, Night. The, the newest one. You loved great. it. You loved it. Fucking yeah. amazing. Everyone's better than the Long Night. That's that's America's ass. That's all I have to say. I fucking love Captain America. Most subversive character in comics, Captain America. Or I, I walked out of the first movie. I thought was, it was yeah, atrocious. Or, it was yeah. great. Or so I call him. I laughed out loud. And Captain, sat in the parking lot. Captain Joe Biden. Wait, what do you mean the most subversive character in, in comics. the comics? I will tell you why. 
I'll tell you why he he's has the no most superhero abilities. He can just run fast, and punch. No, hard. he does have superhero abilities. Uh, he's the most subversive character in comics <laughs> because he's often thought of as a piece of propaganda. Like for right, instance, yeah. I lived I lived overseas. Uh, when the first Captain America came out in Prague, and I was like, you guys want to see Captain America? There's like, we're not seeing that bullshit Captain America get out of Iraq first. You know what I mean? It was a much gentler <laughs> time. And, uh, and, but if you actually learn, if you actually read the Captain America comics or watch the movies, he's the most subversive in terms of standing for what the American ideals are actually supposed to be. Mm. So he'll fight the government. He'll turn against the government. He'll tone against Tony Stark. And he'll actually fight for those American ideals, even against the concept of a, or the American machinery itself. Red, red white, and blue, baby. Red, white, and blue, baby. The that's real cool. Red, white, I didn't blue. know that. That's, that's good to know. Don't they yeah. all do that? Like, no, for instance, if you actually watch the franchise, you can see that. Uh, oh, don't don't fucking start with that. You can see that <laughs> Iron Man and many of them agreed to the Sokovia Accords following the destruction of Sokovia in the Age of Ultron, which led to the events of Captain America: <laughs> Civil War. He'll be like, he'll be like, uh, there's only he'll make it fun of him for knowing those 22 movies. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen them all? Like I have. Well, let me tell you, uh, Iron did, Man. Did you guys just hear that? What? That's the sound of all the pussies drying up. We're listening. To. <laughs> that's <laughs> not superpower. We are. Yeah, <laughs> yo, that, is, that is my superpower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is my superpower. Dehydro. Yeah. Dehydro. <laughs> Dude, I've been I've been chasing the moon cheeks. I haven't been the same since. You know what I mean? But uh, but uh, speaking of the red, white, and blue. Uh, Pat McAfee at the very American NFL draft. It was great, actually, the draft. They held it outdoor in Nashville, and it was just on this open street. It was cool. It was really, really cool the way that they did it. But I loved the heat. I loved the smoke that Pat McAfee gave the Titans fans on behalf of the Indianapolis Colts. Listen, this is Pat McAfee stealing the show of the draft and uh, announcing the Colts, uh, a Colts second-round selection. Oh, look how well I have this fucking queued up. This is amazing. Continuing this week. I had been so good at queuing shit up lately, Tommy. It's been like four or five weeks since I had a queue up fuck up. Wow. While, you, while you get that You've been up, doing really good. Did you see the, doing really good. Did you Thanks. see the bachelorette parties that were disappointed that the draft was there? Like, we came here for our bachelorette. It's been ruined by the draft. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. I mean, yeah, I saw that. And she's like, I'm never giving my husband head again or something. Did she say that? Here's Pat McAfee. Selection. Please welcome from oh, West McAfee. Virginia University, oh, 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 2014 out. Colts Man of the Year and two-time Pro Bowler. We have a seven-second delay. He's Man of America, not Man of the Year. He's Man Hello, of America. Hello, Nashville. I'm not going to say a single word about the Tennessee Titans record against uh -oh. the Indianapolis oh, Colts boy. because I was a punter, and there's no reason for me to talk about that. <laughs> With that being said. We did not punt much against the Tennessee Titans, so you probably have no clue who I am to begin. <laughs> two years ago, when I retired from the Colts, I retired alongside two greats, Robert Mathis and Joe Wrights. A couple months later, I watched the draft. Robert Mathis announced the pick, Joe Wrights announced the pick, and then an orangutan announced the fourth round draft pick. I was replaced by a zoo animal. Oh <laughs> wait a second, where was that going? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> there was a gripe guy. there. <laughs> Welcome to I, Grape I Street. Think, I don't know. I think Ryan Grigson, the former GM who he hates and retired because of, made the pick. If I think that's the orangutan he's right <laughs> I was not upset about it because the orangutan was terrible at his job. Is he on the podium? <laughs> <laughs> the this is all at the podium the making the selection. Not in the second only round? AFC yeah. South, but the entire NFL. A young nucleus surrounding oh. the Stanford nerd Andrew Luck. That's amazing. Two old pros were drafted last year, 10 this year. And with the 89th pick of the 2019 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts, Jim Irsay, and Chris Ballard select future Hall of Famer, nice. linebacker from Stanford, Bobby Okariki. Okariki. <laughs> Crushed it, dude. Wow. Fucking crushed it. Standing O for Pat McAfee right amazing, there, man. Do you know Zach Miller? He used to run the Comedy Palace in San yeah. Diego. He He's got the same delivery as Zach Miller. That's you know funny. what I mean? You're right that about that. stoned kind of drowsy delivery. Yeah, Zach's up here now. He's doing great, It man. sounds like he got into Jim Ursay's duffel bag. <laughs> <laughs> and did you see the guy at the draft who looked like Tony Dungy? He, like, had the whole, oh, like, like, you can see him right here. He oh, dressed he exactly. Like yeah, yeah. He I love him dressed like that. Like we got to do something like that. But, dude, the Colts crushed the draft. Like, smart teams, you always see them trade back. You accumulate more picks, and you get a better chance to hit. The Seahawks do it all the time. The Colts do it now all the time. The fucking Patriots are the kings of it. You know, they have an immortal amount of second and third round picks because they always trade back. Um, but that's what I love about the NFL draft, the lead-up to it, the mocks, the intrigue, the gossip, the misdirection. It's basically like Game of Thrones season two. You know what I yeah. mean? The Raiders took Zion Williamson in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in case he wants to switch. <laughs> yeah, not least of which is like, exactly, the Raiders is like, uh, not least of which in terms of prominence, much like Game of Thrones season two, is the fake prophesizing. But unlike poor Shireen, who was unduly f sacrificed by Stadion and the Red Witch, we really get to see the byproducts of that ill-produced prognostication. Like my favorite of all time is the Seahawks' legendary 2012 draft class. You know what I mean? Which was shitted on roundly by fucking everybody. Uh, Bleacher Report, and their draft class was basically um, B -b 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 Bobby Wagner, um, Russell Wilson, you know, the guys that made their Super Bowl team. They got an F by Bleacher Report who said, Pete Carroll is proving why he didn't make it in the NFL the first time. Not only was Bruce Irvin a reach at 15, huge part of their fucking uh, championship team, the Seahawks proved they were oblivious to their madness by celebrating their selection. As if the day wasn't bad enough, Seattle selecting Russell Wilson, a QB that doesn't fit their offense at all, was by far the worst move of the draft with the two worst moves of the draft, Seattle is the only team that received an F on draft day. Wow. Yeah. Donald Wood of Bleacher Report, just fucking kill yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you should be fired from your job the same way a GM <laughs> would be fired for having a shitty draft class. You are the Dave Gettleman of draft no, prognosticators. Yeah, but you're going to yeah. look like this in 10 years for that New York Giants criticism <laughs> someone's gonna be on a podcast like fucking sean joshi of the podcast fanatics he said that was the worst draft pick ever, ever. look at him now Do you know that <laughs> rolling stone had an issue an apology 10 years after reviewing uh the beatles uh strawberry fields as a what is their album with strawberry fields on it oh strawberry is that 
that's not Sergeant Pepper. Peppers. Yes, is it Sergeant Pepper? Like this album sucks. The Beatles aren't what they used to be. And then ten years they're like, we're sorry for what we said. Oh my god! And that reviewer me? got fired. And then he still defends it. It was like I, I, you know, at the time it was this, and he goes, "Dude, just apologize." Do, do you know the kind of hipsters I hate? Like taste hipsters, people are like, "Oh, the Beatles are overrated." Oh my god! Yeah. Like, dude, just fucking shut up. You, you know? can put the Beatles on Kill Sunday morning, and for two and a half hours, they played nothing but hits, and uh, every single and song also is good. Great, like that line from that line from Superbad is great. Like he was like the first time I saw Brass, it was like hearing the Beatles for the first time or something. You know what I mean? Like the Beatles are just so beautiful. I'm really looking forward to Yesterday by Danny uh, Boyle. If you're looking for summer movies, Yesterday. By Danny Boyle is, oh, that is a musician uh, played by Himesh Patel wakes up one day and he starts playing the Beatles songs and people are like that's amazing. So Wait he, a second, Himesh Patel is playing that he, main he, character. Himesh Patel, yeah, he no, plays not Himesh Patel. <laughs> not oh. those are two. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, okay. Cool. But so he wakes up in the world where the Beatles do not exist. Yet he retains all songs, all the knowledge of the musical knowledge of the Beatles. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So he's like, like an iPod. He becomes he becomes a superstar because he's the only one who knows the Beatles songs. Oh wow. Nobody wow. else knows them. Like in one scene, Ed Sheeran's like, "Oh, you know that song, Hey Jude? You should change it to Hey Dude." You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, which I stand by. Actually, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Yeah. So he got an F. Uh, they got Seahawks got an F from Bleach Report. They got a C minus from Mel Kiper, who said. Um, uh, why did they draft Russell Wilson if they already grabbed Matt Flynn to come in and, and likely start? Right. Oh, now? that's right. Cause they had Matt Flynn. Yeah, and they signed for a huge contract. But my huge. Fa- my favorite um, bad draft call of all time goes comes from one of my favorite people. It's Hunter S. Thompson. Okay, who on that famous. Uh, call between Peyton Manning and uh, I don't even Ryan Leaf mm-hmm. right of course Hunter Thompson by the way is buddies with Jim Irsay they're sharing the same duffel bag absolutely <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean but this is what so Hunter Thompson uh, can you hear me still Tommy can you hear me Hunter Thompson faxes uh, to to Jim Irsay this letter he goes dear James in, re- in response to your adult request for a quick 30 million dollar loan to secure the services of the Manning kid I have to say no at this time but the Leaf Boy is another matter. He looks strong and Manning doesn't, or at least not strong enough to handle that welcome to the NFL business for two years without a world-class offensive line. How are you fixed at left OT for the next few years, James? Think about it. You don't want a China doll back there when that freak Warren Sapp comes crashing in. Okay, let me know if you need some money for Leaf. I expect to be very rich when this Johnny Depp movie comes out. Your, your faithful consultant, Hunter. Uh, that's wild. <laughs> Dude, if you're a Hunter Thompson guy, and speaking of the Jim Belushi things, one of the greatest Hunter Thompson things that you can ever see, which I don't think a lot of people know about, is a documentary called Breakfast at Hunter. And it details all that buildup to the making of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, including the casting. Like, the studio clearly wanted John Cusack to do it. And, like, they're having this reading at the beginning, and it's Cusack next to Hunter Thompson. And he's trying to read it, but Cusack just isn't getting it. And Thompson's, like, frustratingly trying not. to give him notes during, like, how to read uh-huh. it and shit. At a certain point, he just calls Johnny Depp and he begs him to do it. He's yeah. like, just do it. You know what I mean? It's fucking great, though. It also shows him at the Chateau Marmont just getting, like, fucked up and shit, driving around the Sunset Strip. Oh, really? With, like, whiskey, just drinking behind the wheel. What is that on? Yeah. Dolls. Breakfast at Hunter. Breakfast with Hunter. It's just a documentary. Look it up. You can find it. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. So, Mel Kuyper, love him or hate him. I think he's a bit of a blowhard, but that guy kind of made the draft like what he is. Absolutely. You know what I mean? He's a visionary. He knew that it was an interesting subject matter. Yeah. It all started with one moment, of course, and that is when Mel Kuyper 
uh, criticized the Indianapolis Colts, <laughs> saying this is when it, when it blew up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he criticized the Colts for not drafting Trent Dilfer, and he said this is why the Colts pick number two every year while other teams are playing for the Super Bowl. This was Bill Tobin's response, which was kind of like a viral moment before YouTube, and it, it blew up the NFL draft. And now we have what we have. Criticism about not taking a quarterback here. Your response? Well. You know, we got a guy up there. Who in the hell is Mel Kuyper, in a way? I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. In my knowledge of him, he's never, ever put on a jock strap. He's never been a coach. He's never been a scout. He's never been an administrator. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our papers two days ago telling us who we have to take. We don't have to take anybody that Mel Kuyper says we have to take. Mel <laughs> Kuyper has no more credentials to do what he's doing than my neighbor, and my neighbor's a postman, and he doesn't even have season tickets to the NFL. <laughs> uh-huh. And who did they take with that pick? Who, who, what was the dispute? Oh, so they didn't take Trent Dilfer, and they took somebody else who washed out. But it's not like Trent Dilfer would have been a great pick anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Mel yeah. Kuyper's never put on a jockstrap. Mel Kuyper's never put on a jockstrap, but he does have uh, this old Indianapolis sports Surprising. announcer. I love this comment. He used to say Mel Kuyper has hair like those Mormon ladies. That would have been great if Mel Kuyper started wearing a jockstrap after that. <laughs> yeah, just, like, just, for the, just for the feel. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Joe Buck wears women's underwear under that. Like oh, He's got God. those weird lips where you can't tell if it's lip gloss or lipstick yeah. that he's wearing. You know what I mean? I agree. But uh, I also loved in NFL draft history when ESPN hired Todd McShay. And Mel Kuyper was so, so threatened. Yeah. You could, he would get on air mad at Todd mad. McShay because he felt like he was being pushed out or something. Here's a clip of when McShay first got there. Like Every single time Kuyper would be on for him, he would go after him. It would take digs. You know? And now they get along. Yeah, yeah, like they, he has like respect for him. Yeah, you're paying all this money to your quarterback. Help your quarterback is getting the big time money in a quarterback driven league. Why are you yelling so early today? Man? <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of in the elite class, and Blackman's a very good football player. That's all. Come I'm on, saying. it's not that much difference between those two at all. Come all right. on. All right, well, you two were talking about the very best of this draft. <laughs> Let's move on to the same situation. They traded away the first round pick, forfeited the yeah, second. Yeah, basically, he just bitches at him like the entire time, dude. I fucking love it. But speaking of bitches and stinginess, Tehran is so wrong. Remember when Tehran was on? He's like, oh, this is just black guy talk. It's pretty clear that Shaq and Chuck have, like, problems. Or Shaq has problems with Chuck on TNT. Oh, Uh, yeah, for sure. Yesterday, (laughs) I don't know if you saw it, but Shaq, this is the most upset I've ever gotten. I've ever seen him get. Oh, this is yesterday? I think this is yesterday or the the day before. Okay, great. This is... uh, this is, and we'll go into the NBA. Aaron's got some great NBA questions focusing on the final round before we I'm get excited. out of here. Um, so this is Shaq versus Chuck, episode 253,739,088, according to NBA on TNT. And also, listen, cl- listen carefully. You can, hear, you can hear Chuck fart. He's laughing so ho- loud. No. Okay? See if you can hear it. we got to send it to Howard Stern. <laughs> All right. Put nine minutes. You're gonna take up eight minutes repeating your damn self, Mr. Sensitive. No, I know, Mr. Sensitive. Do it again. I'm telling you right now. Don't you want to weigh in on this? No, game, I don't want to weigh in. No, no, no. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it, Shaq. Yeah. You know what I'm telling you, Mr. Sensitive. Yeah. No, I ain't sensitive. I'm gonna knock your ass out. <laughs> telling you right now. You play with me if you want to. Supposed to be one, two, three, not one, two, back to one. Dumbass. I'm not getting the nature of the conflict. Okay, let me, good, let me set it up. So they had a three-minute segment where they're all supposed to give their take in under three minutes, and there's a running clock, right? So Kenny takes his time. Chuck takes his time. Shaq is only left with 30 seconds. 
So he's like, I'm not going to do it. We talk about this all the time in the meetings. I'm not going to do 30 oh, seconds. Shit. You're not going to get my analysis. I'm just not going to do it. Wow. So then Chuck and Shaq have been giving him shit the entire episode. So they start digging in more, and he's all frustrated. And then they're cracking up, and it only Chuck makes and them Kenny. more frustrated. Yeah, yeah, got Chuck it, got and it. Kenny, yeah, 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 yeah. Shaq probably needs his own show, though. Shaq yeah. could carry a show. I don't know. I think Shaq kind of sucks. But that's, oh, I think man. that's why he needs his own out. Yo, dude. Tell me there's going to be hey, some fun. Hey, 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 so Chuck. You repeat yourself. Who, who was a better high school player? Who was a better high school player? Kenny, I ain't in the mood It's supposed to be right one, two, three, three, not one, two, three. Wow, three. I'm not saying no jokes. I'm not saying no jokes, man. That's him, man. That's all him. That's funny. Say what? Kenny, Kenny, why don't you go ahead and say what you're going to say? I'm going to throw this up. <laughs> I'm thinking fun. I'm gonna throw this metal, metal oh, damn can at your ass. Oh man! Nah, See, no. yo, he's been getting on Shaq all night. That's what it is. No, kidding. You started messing with him in the back. No, I didn't. You started with the whole. No, you. This is like when you have a friend who you know you can get under his skin so easily. He's so sensitive, so everyone's always giving him shit. You know. Man, you started with, you started with it, the Do Felipe it Lopez. No, you said Felipe. Player. You said Ken, Shaq. Didn't Kenny make you mad early tonight? He said Felipe Lopez was a better player than you. Let a high school player because we. Were Watching 30 for 30. Yeah, he said were, that. He's like, he's taking home. Know me that I ain't playing right now. I ain't playing right now. <laughs> <laughs> you already took you up a minute, 20 seconds. <laughs> and if you listen closely, you could hear the moment where where Chuck actually ripped it here. Oh, fucking almost queued up, Tommy. Almost queued up. We got time. You're right. He was pissed because he was like, good, he wasn't having fun with being pissed either. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here you can hear it. Here, here it is okay. on loop. Here right? it is on loop. Oh, oh my yeah. god, that was it. Good again, Chuck. Oh, oh my god. Good again, Chuck. That literally sounds like stepping on a duck for the first time ever. Dude, you know Chuck Barkley has dirty shits, dude. Oh, God. I'm talking. You you probably need a double ply charm, you know, just to get through that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It's I not, think about that all the time. It's not all nice and smooth like moon cheeks. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know what you're saying. All right. So <laughs> here we are. NBA, second round. Some intriguing stuff. So give oh. us an update on the second round. What's happening? Right? What, where, what are the series at? What are the four series? What are your questions? I brought oh. my hat. Is the video on? It's not, is it? The video's on, right, Tommy? Doesn't oh. matter if it is. I'm wearing my hat. Yeah, it's on. Yeah. The motherfucking Celtics hat. Fuck you, first of all. If we had Oladipo, you weren't getting home. Is we the logo showing? Shit. I can't see it. We would have beaten you guys. <laughs> what do you want to say? Get it out of the way. Oladipo would have won four games by himself? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> we were close in every game. It was like a bucket in three of those games. You got swept, but that's right. Whatever. We're gonna. See you were close like year. the dustbin is close to the broom. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. When, your team, when Kyrie leaves next year and you realize you wasted all those fucking picks and the would-be dynasty never fucking formulated. Okay, whatever. I like I like the Indiana team. They're deep. I get it. I get oh, we'll see. We're going to do this. You guys will be good. Oh, dude, just wait. Conley next year. I've been waiting. Note that. We'll see. I mean, we would have been the three seed, maybe the two seed this Conley. year. Conley. Ola Depot didn't get hurt. Conley's going to happen. Conley's going to happen. What do you to mean, the Conley? Pacers. Mike Conley to the Pacers. That's going to happen. He might go to the Pistons, though. Maybe if they put together a better package than us, but I think we'll have a better package. Why would you want him? Why would he was great this year? He was fantastic. We need we need real leadership at the point guard position. Wait, we need he's signed. Point you mean guard. in a trade? In a trade, okay. yeah. In Who a trade. would you trade for him? You know, we were close to uh, pulling the trigger on Holiday. Like we'd even gone to Aaron Holiday. You should get Holiday. Aaron, uh, Drew or Holiday. You should get Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday would be great, over, but I don't, I don't, I don't think we can get Drew Holiday without trading Sabonis, and I think we can get Mike Conley without trading Sabonis. You know what Ooh. I mean? 
because we actually had told Aaron Holiday that he be prepared to leave any minute, and there was a tentative deal involving Aaron Holiday for for Mike Conley. Because what's going on in Memphis right now is they're tearing down the studs to rebuild young. So if they can get young assets like Aaron Holiday, who a right. lot of teams are high on, and get draft picks, you know, and shed Mike Conley's contract. You know, it's a but win. You have for to them. give up Aaron Holiday and like two first round draft picks. No, because can the, we? The albatross there is money. Like, like I don't think a lot of people get in these trades how much cap relief matters to teams. So taking on an onerous contract, like for instance, I don't think Mike Conley is considered a bad contract. It it is considered. He's getting paid a lot. contract. He's, he's really good. I mean, it's he is really good. It's not going to be as bad as Kemba's contract is, but it is considered a large contract. You know. It is a large and, contract, but yeah. he's really good. And a lot of teams have a lot of teams have point yeah. guards. You know what I mean? So and Aaron Holiday, a lot of guys are high on. A lot of teams are very high on Aaron Holiday, including the Pacers. Do we want to go over Orlando Magic's uh, trade situation right now? Let's get to teams that are still in the in the oh, no, thing. no, let's 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 <laughs> let's, oh, let's 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 stay with the playoff teams here. So where where are we in each in in each series? In each series, uh Sixers Raptors. We what's are, what's Sixers Raptors at? That's one one. It's at one one. One one tied one, up. One one. Sixers Raptors. Yeah, looked like a blow. It was a blowout game one. Yeah. Game two. Sixers woke up. Now yeah. we got a series. Now we got a series. And yeah. and and real quick before we get to your question, here's Joel Embiid. Uh, he played the last game with diarrhea. Here's Joel Embiid. Uh, what? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's Joel Embiid on uh, what it's like to have hey, a man, see if you had if you had uh, the sheets before. Uh, what? <laughs> I hate this motherfucker. Is he talking? Oh. Is he being real right now? Oh. <laughs> uh, if you've had it before, you you would know how it feels. But um, these are my guys, and you know, want to show up every night. <laughs> I'm with Mark. I don't. I do not like the Sixers. I find them to be generally Was annoying he being and entitled. I agree. He had he had he had diarrhea. He literally had diarrhea in game two. You know what I oh, about him that he thought he goes. At the All-Star break of next season, I'm going to ask out Rihanna if I make the All-Star team. <laughs> Why the fuck would she out? That's such a weird way to ask out yeah, Rihanna. Yeah, I made the All-Star team. Do you want to go out, Rihanna? <laughs> yeah, I was just like. I have diarrhea, Rihanna. Yeah. And Do you still want to go out? But I don't want to take on a show. I mean, it's just like you're on the you're in the oh. NBA playoffs. You're talking about this. Yeah. Oh, God, I loved that when we when we beat them last year. Oh, dude. I actually I hate the Sixers. I think they're annoying. I think they're titled. I think they're they were overrated until they got uh, until the, the Butler trade. But go ahead. What's what's your what's your question for the Sixers? Ryan? All right. Uh, do you think the the Raptors stand a chance? If Jimmy ever starts putting back on his Karate Kid headband, <laughs> <laughs> I think Jimmy Buckets is kind of the key to that team. You right know, now, if, he's if, Jim, if Jimmy Buckets is playing, the problem with the Sixers is you know they got great talent now with uh, Buckets and Tobias Harris there, but they run into the problem every super team has. They don't. They haven't had enough time to gel. If you remember the first year with the Heat, or even you know you know moments with the Warriors. It takes a while to figure out spacing and how to play with that much talent on the floor and how to make sure everyone's getting enough touches. Yeah. Plus, I don't think Brett Brown is the right coach for that situation either. Yeah, it doesn't sound smart with his accent. Yeah, the accent, it's like it's like when Trump talks about Jeff Sessions. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? But, uh, but, yeah, I don't know if Brett Brown's the right coach for that. Yeah. And I, I, I just that team doesn't seem like they it's have, gelled at all on the no offensive. Bench. Yeah, no and they're bench. top too heavy. many scores on. Uh, you can't have too many scores on the floor. That's what Celtics were going through. Is yeah. like you can't have all five of those guys on the court at the same yeah. time. You should break up three, two, 
and two, three, or at least four, one, four. You know, you got to have someone come. They, there's just, you're right. The, there's not enough touches, and you should there's have. There's not enough touches. It's, they should start three of those guys and then bring two off the bench and then have those five guys finish the game. Yeah, I've often thought. They don't have anyone else that could start, though. That's how bad their bench is. You don't, yeah. need, you don't, I don't need someone else you, to, to Mark, you could, you're so like, right about that. And I think, can start. I think, like, I think, this is where, I think this is where, you know, I would like to see analytics take a look at this because I think I think basketball players, uh, basketball teams might be benefited from approaching um, lineups and benches the same way hockey yeah, approaches agree. lines with Definitely. first line, second line, third line. And I think, you know, look at what the Spurs did with Ginobili to have a starter or a star level player coming yep. off the bench mm-hmm. to buoy that unit, mm-hmm. I think is huge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would rather have you know, Buckets or Tobias Harris on the second unit, so you're always floating somebody and out then there. finish the game. Yeah, if you just have, like, a stretch four mm-hmm. at the four instead of Tobias Harris, he's going to be able to operate in that offense more efficiently while letting everyone else get their touches. And then let Tobias Harris come off the bench and be all Tobias. And then yep. you can finish with those guys. You know yep. what I mean? But I don't know. That's what I do. But, you know, on, one, on, on another point on um, the Sixers, I think the Sixers and the Raptors, actually, and the fucking um, Celtics. It's kind of what I was talking about earlier. The East could look vastly different next year because oh, there are players sure. on those teams that could not only go to other teams but could go to the West. And then all of a sudden, these super teams are fucking gone, and it's basically just the Bucks and the Six and the Pacers next year. You know what I mean? And whatever teams get better. Yeah, these playoffs are gonna have huge implications on what yeah. the fuck are you go. talking about? <laughs> you how did realized. you how did you bring that back to the to the Pacers? <laughs> it's true though, dude. The Celtics, it's, you're out of your mind. Well, first of all, we would have we would have easily finished at, a, at least a three. We made a finals last year without Kyrie and without Gordon Hayward. But we made the Eastern Conference Finals. If Kyrie leaves that team next year, I think you guys are over. I think your whole little title we made the was finals done. without him and without Hayward last year. Then I think you guys are done. That was the, the worst season. Yeah, the East Minus, was bad. Yeah. You know, and you, you guys, you guys were playing. We like, played you know, LeBron. In, you know, in two K, how everyone when the team's going well and everyone has green arrows, so they're better than their rating because the chemistry is really good. That was the Celtics last year. You know what I mean? Are you watching basketball? Yeah. Are we talking about the same sport? Yeah, the Celtics will be good with or without Kyrie next Dude, year. You guys, you guys were a four seed this year, barely with Kyrie. We just without lost Ky- our without first Kyrie. game. Without Kyrie, you'll be lucky to be a four seed next year. All right. Okay. And you can and and, and I'll wave at you from okay. up top at, at uh, okay. second or one seed. Okay, Chuck person. And we'll see. Yeah. Oh, the rifleman? Yeah. You mean the rifleman? You're yeah. saying that is an insult? Yes. You mean one of the greatest three point shooters <laughs> of all fucking time? Please. Chuck Person, number forty five. Who's your I team? You. I don't even know who your team is because I I'm, uh, I'm detecting haterade from both sides right now. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm a much worse team. I'm Pistons, so yeah, terrible. Yeah, oh, I love Blake Griffin. Terrible. Though. Do we have anything else on? They could be add? the second seed next year if uh, you know things don't <laughs> fall right. This you guys post-season. failed to note that we almost finished in the four seed without Oladipo, and we should have finished in the four. Basketball's seed. never been better. These well, rosters um, are so talented. These are great. But yeah. anything else to add on Sixers Raptors before we move to our next series? Do you think Ben? Simmons stock is taking a hit totally and it yeah. should Got it's it ridiculous he's so easy to guard in the playoffs like so if, you, easy. if you take one player like I wanted the Sixers last year I wanted to face them they don't scare me at all with Jimmy Buckets it changes the scenario a little bit but you take Jimmy Buckets off that team like what it was before I'm not scared of them at all dude at are all. you ready to start this talk would you still select Ben Simmons number one overall over Jalen Brown with number three yes I wouldn't yes yeah, I would he can shoot sure. the ball 
No, you no I would take Simmons. Simmons. I would take Simmons. Okay, because he's a better shooter and defender. Brown is too up and down. He's not consistent. He's not. He doesn't, he doesn't get enough minutes. Yeah. You're going to see. You're going to see. <laughs> he's not a better defender. Ben he's Simmons better, was Ben Simmons is a great defender. Well and, on. and on the break, he's, he's, he's a better passer than LeBron even, which is saying a lot. I respect LeBron's passing ability better. so much. I'm going to say better. And I said that his freshman year at LSU as well. Who went number two in that draft? There was great people. Donovan Mitchell, you could have argued maybe over Ben Simmons. Oh, wait, no, that's no, 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 that was separate draft. Yeah, I don't remember. Can you look up that draft class for us, Tommy? And, uh, yeah, let's move on to the next, the next series as Tommy does that. Oh, okay. The Ben Simmons draft class. I don't think it was a strong class, if I remember correctly. Well, Jalen Brown's in it. It was a yeah, strong class. Jalen Brown's overrated. But go ahead. Next, <laughs> next, next. <laughs> and Chuck Person's not. Uh, Celtics, Bucks. <laughs> oh, good. We landed on here. Celtics, Bucks. Yeah. Jason Tatum was in that class. Celtics, Bucks. The okay. four and five seeds of next year. According to, Sean. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, <laughs> Ingram. No, the, bu- the Bucks will be a one series. A uh, one. Ingram, yeah. Jalen Brown. Oh, Jaylen Ingram. Brown. Yeah. Uh, oh, Ingram. Yeah. Greg Ann Bender. Marquise Chris. Jason Tatum was in that draft or no? No, no that was a different draft. That's, that's, that's last year. That's Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. But, yo, Jamal Murray. I'm taking, I'm telling you, I'm taking Jalen Brown over, over Ben Simmons. I think Simmons is still the number one in that draft class. Well, and then Dragon Bender. No, I'm not. We'll see what team advances. <laughs> All right, so where are we now? The Celtics and the Bucks. The Bucks will be the number one seed next year, unless we get Mike Conley and my plan. Unless the Raptors stay. Unless the plan. Unless I think. Or, uh, Raptor, I, mean, uh, I think stay. that's yeah. a great situation with Kawhi. I think that team is a budding team, and he should. He team. should stay there. He should. He but he's not. He he's he's going. To, he's going to Clippers. It's, it's done yeah. deal. But uh, okay. So what's our question for Celtics? And uh, okay. how many games do you see it going? Are oh, you asking the question? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. What do you guys? What do you, guys, you guys have a prediction for that series? For Celtics, Celtics Bucks? Bucks. It's, yeah. it's over in five games. Celtics? Yeah. No, <laughs> Bucks. Yeah. Bucks in. So Bucks, Bucks win the next I got, three. I got next Celtics three. in six. What? I got them. I mean, thank you, dude. Do you guys watch basketball? No, that's not going to happen. It just simply. What do you isn't mean? Two blowouts. Both on each side. What you, Celtics yeah, did what they the had to do. Yeah, the first one was like it's because it's just because the Bucks don't have playoff Celtics season. handled them. That's the bro. Only we handled them last year too. They're gonna lose you on know, the road. You're gonna see. I think what Boone, what Budenholzer has done over there, and just the talent that those guys have, and Giannis is is, it's like back and forth between Giannis and KD, who the best player in the game is. But Giannis is at the KD level. So I mean, I just don't think the set, the Celtics are gonna handle it. I think I think the uh, Bucks are gonna win the next three games. Yeah. But no. what, what's your what's your question for the series? Well, on the, on the Giannis note, do you think this is the beginning of him becoming the best player with this three-pointer that he's starting to shoot to get Al Horford off of him? Yeah, I think because people are forcing ahead, him out Mark. of the lane. You know, and that's that's you know he's gonna need that aspect of his game. It's a little bit like kind of what happens to Ben Simmons, but not not as you know not as intensified. But yeah, if he gets that three-point shot, I mean, it's just to me if KD is playing the way KD is playing, it's hard. To, to take anybody over KD, but I think he matches KD in terms of best player. There's seven think, best players in, in, in two, the league. In two, in two years, absolutely. In two years, absolutely. On any given night, there's different guys with the best player. America gets obsessed with, like, who is the number one guy? It's the team It's the team that wins it. It's the best player on that team that wins it that night. Yeah. You could pick. There's so many great players in the league right now. Kawhi, man. Kawhi yeah, is exactly. Jordan exactly. Right exactly. Dude, Kawhi yeah. is amazing, too. I think Kawhi is so underrated. Yep. So, so underrated. Good. So underrated. But, I, honestly, I think I think Giannis and uh, Giannis and, and, and uh, who KD. And you're right. If Kawhi, Kawhi is kind of – this is a prove-me year after the injury and the weirdness. I think if he does it again next year, he can get back in, in the echelon with those two. I and think Kyrie, Le- LeBron is off. firmly below that level now. I think so. No. Well, if he's not, it's the most interesting he's ever been. But then when I saw LeBron live, that's 
But that, that doesn't get better with age, you know, injuries and stuff. Those become yeah. nagging. Those get harder. Yeah. You know. But, yeah, I think Giannis gets a three-point shot. Look out, you know. And if they keep Chris Middleton, I think Brooke Lopez has been great for that team. Also, another dumb, another dumb Lakers move. He's been pretty bad in the playoffs. Yeah, because he has, yeah, he has a smooth shot. When he'll, he's he'll, yeah. he'll, you know, that only speaks to, to their potential going forward, you know. He kind of unlocks Maybe. that offense. Yeah, he'll yeah. be fine. Brooke Lopez, he'll be fine. We'll see. That was a great bet last night too, because the the Bucks were giving the Celtics eight or seven and a half or something like that. Yeah. And like when the when the 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 higher seed loses the first game at home, they almost always blow out the team in the second game because that other team came, they did what they came to do. They yeah. won the first game. They have no. They're not going to play as hard. And the other team's entire season is on yeah. the line. So when you see that spread under ten, like I don't even gamble. Oh, yeah. But I saw that. I was like, oh god, I, I would I would never bet against the Celtics. But because uh, I actually don't gamble at all. But if I did, I looked at that. I go, they're going to kill them. Yeah. Tonight. That whole home court advantage thing is overrated. Like, oh, Celtics win game one. They now have home court advantage. They not do though. Really? Because it's so, that's a stat. It's so. And I mean, it's true. Dick, but dick, I, dick. I just think it's overrated because usually those lower lower seated teams are going to drop one of the two games back at home as well. It's so hard to hold service at your home court. It's different in the playoffs because you have more team. pressure. We did it against yeah. Philadelphia last year. We're coming to do it. I can't <laughs> wait. What are you guys doing on what is Wednesday's we'll game? Is it Thursday? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But what's uh, we'll see what the games are today. What's uh, what's are we done with that series? What's the next series? Next series, uh, let's do Blazers Nuggets. Blazers Nuggets. Here's a little nugget. Blazers Nuggets. Blazers Nuggets. Oh, here's a uh, here's a great clip of Jokic, who I fucking love. My Serbian Budas, uh, Nikola Jokic. Here's Nikola Jokic having trouble, like I oftentimes do, putting the mic back in the stand at the end of a set. <laughs> in this terms of press conference. Thank you, guys. Struggling to put it in. It's in her. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this shit, and he walks off. I'm out. He's wound up in a girl's ass once or twice because that's what that's like. like oh, oh, my God, get out of there. If you know any Serbians, they cuss more than anybody else on this planet, especially when you play sports with them. It's like an entire fucking tirade of cussing the entire time. But go ahead. What is your question for the Blazers and the Nuggets? Blaze some fucking Nuggets for us, dude. All right, guys. What team do you think has a better chance of not getting swept by the Warriors? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, you know, Chuck and Kenny actually picked the Trailblazers to beat the Warriors. He did. They, both the, of, both them, of them, did. them then did. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's definitely Denver because they played an inverted offense like the Celtics. And the Celtics, that's where the center takes it. You know, it's up top. And he kind of distributes the ball. And the, the Celtics handle Golden State because they can't do that. Because Golden State is actually a little bit short on the perimeter. Yeah. Unless, unless KD is out there the entire time, which he's not right now. And I, I think the Nuggets have the best chance. Because the Celtics have the Celtics quietly have Golden. If Celtics go to the finals, we're going to beat Golden State. Dude, the Celtics are trash. Um, ba 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 ba. I wore this hat. Ba 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 ba. That's a great question. I don't know. I go back and forth because Dame is just so dynamic, and Dame plays the Warriors so well. He's always been the one guy, even through their seventy-three win season, even when they signed KD, he was never intimidated by the Warriors and he always brings it with them and he always and there's been times you know him and Steph go at it and they're 50-50 but there's just so much talent and I think that the Warriors he, will beat the fuck out that of the injury, so yeah, that I think, injury to Nurkic really hurts them and you know I don't think the Warriors have competent yeah. bigs to the point where they're playing Bogut now so and Jokic is just the best center in the game so take their biggest weakness yeah, is Denver's exactly. biggest strength. Yep. You know, so and and the Nuggets have shooting. Maybe they can take a couple of games. You know, the Nuggets are the most similar team to the Celtics in all league. If you watch it, just like the the style of play, the way they move the ball, the yeah. type of guards they have, the type of center they have, and the Celtics, 
I think we're five and six against Golden State yeah. in our last six games, and it's uh, like it hasn't been close. I don't think the Rockets are out of it. If they can just find a way to get this next game, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, they have They're to. They're so the unlikable. Two. I can't yeah. stand it. They it's can't like, go down three one. The yeah. Rockets are unlikable. Yeah. More than the Warriors? No way, dude. Yeah. I think the oh, Warriors, like, the Warriors are, are so unlikable. So just because they're bitching about the refs. Yeah, I mean, everyone can't loves stand James. That. I've never heard he's this so much lovable. bitching about the yeah, refs. It's, and it's he gets so many, gets so many calls, and he land, he was landing weird, and then he bitched about the refs. He goes, "You're making it harder on them because you keep landing weird." Yeah. So now I have to make they, they see the way you landed afterwards. They probably watch a little clip at halftime, and they owe oh, the other team makeup calls. The refs do makeup calls, and if you're throwing your feet out, that's such uh, a little the, bitch the, move. The, the whole refing in the NBA is a fucking. Mess. It's a little bitch it's move a to mess. put your feet the out like that. The whole NBA officiating is a mess. The players are a mess in terms of how they play, like soccer, more like soccer players. And James Harden complaining about officiating. Is They're not as good as ridiculous. them. And Capella's playing His like whole, shit. James Harden's whole offense is basically, I'm either going to shoot a three or drive, and I'm going to get a foul call. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. his entire offense. And it changes or not. And then you complain yeah. about it. It's just like, I, I think the NBA has to handle that next year. Go, the refs are trying to do a good job, and if they're getting screamed at the entire game, then they're not going to do a good job. You shouldn't be it, allowed to constantly complain about the refs on the it court. It is, I'll, to it, give them something, it is, it is kind of fucked up when they re- release the reports. You know, and yeah. it's but like they all, do need to release the reports. No, they do. I'm saying, yeah. and it's like all calls that should have been called against Golden State. Because, not because, Houston. listen, there was more to the Tim Donaghy thing than the NBA wanted to let on. Also, in terms of how NBA officials will take certain players out of the games. You know what I mean? Early on, there's much more to that than NBA wanted to admit, I'm or sure. that the media that the media even looked into. You know, but let's. Uh, I don't want to get stuck in officiating. What's the next? Uh, what's the next? What's the next last series? Uh, Warriors Rockets. Warriors Rockets. Speaking of which, what do we got? Warriors Rockets. Uh, what's more valuable, Steph's finger or James' eye? <laughs> <laughs> what's Steph's this referring to? Are they both injured. They both. Yeah. yeah they both. Well, he Steph poked, gouged James. Yeah. yeah. No, Steph. Uh, like. Dislocated his finger. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and James, James got, got, poked, got poked in the Draymond. eye. What's more important, because of how much the Rockets depend on him, you know, I think he's kind of the Night King to their, to their, you know, army of the dead. James Harden is. If you take him out, the entire thing just crumbles. Sure. Whereas, whereas fucking Warriors, Demarcus is out. If DeMarcus Cousins was out on any other playoff team, that would be the defining story of that playoff team. We don't even bat an eye. No, nope. he fucking, wasn't even really there. I mean, they could lose. They could lose Draymond. Yeah, they could mm-hmm. lose. They could lose. They could lose Draymond. Draymond is playing. He's his playing ass great off. now, but they could lose Draymond, and they'd still be favorites to win. You know what I mean? Probably. Dem- yeah. Demarcus Cousins is like the Cal Drago of the Warriors. Like he was there, <laughs> you felt his presence, and then oh, he was gone. The Dothraki got done <laughs> dirty, dude. I watched the making of after, and that guy was like, "Yeah, there's no more Dothraki. They're all dead." Oh, <laughs> yeah. Shit. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what do you guys? So what do we have here? We think real quick around the table. What do you have the Warriors Rockets series at? What's going to finish? Sweep. Uh, I'm gonna no, go, five games. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go six. I'm going to go Warriors and six, Warriors too. And six. Warriors and six. Yeah. And then I think Warriors and seven, the next series. I like this Nuggets matchup. The more and more I'm looking at it. You know what I mean? In seven. Tommy, do we have time for a live question or should we save it for next week? Uh, that is up to you. We're at a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> We're an hour 13. Hour 13. Let's call it right there. We'll do the live question call next it. week. Cool, okay, cool, guys, cool. you've been great. Go around the table. Tell them where to find you. Oh, you can find me at Weave Dreaming on Instagram and Aaron Weaver 4As at on Twitter. <laughs> you can find me at ButtPlug69 at Yahoo.com. No, it's uh, MarksComedy.com. You can find me at butt, ButtPlug69 <laughs> 
A A A A A A A A B B B B B because Mark took that, you son of a bitch. <laughs> At Sean Joshi, uh, two A's on Instagram, on motherfucking Twitter, Laugh Factory, Sean Joshi and Friends, Monday, May 6th. Buy tickets, tweet. We'll see you there. We're going to have a great time. Love you all. Snookums, cousins. Peace. <laughs>